Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get into it. This one is the one where there was a delay in the beginning because Michelle pressed something and then it didn't go right away, but we're gonna... I'm totally off the beat. <laughs> well, it's fun. The computer didn't freeze, but was delayed this time, so... But we're here! <laughs> Look behind the curtain that <laughs> we do these things manually. <laughs> yeah, when Tully got a producer and an intern and all those other things, it's just a two-man job. With you doing like 80% of the, <laughs> the technology part of it. So thank you. I'm here. You're the, you're the talent. I'm the, the back behind the scenes. <laughs> oh, that's just how I want to wake and live my life forever. <laughs> As long as we both get riders, I'm down with it. Oh yeah, what would be in your rider? Um, I would definitely want like my Cheez Its, my gummies, like in any room just to have to nosh on. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think I would be able to ask for a lot. Yeah, like I don't need you know a lot's wasted. I don't need in my M and M separated by color. Here's the thing: I want to do that. Yeah. Uh, that's my it. favorite activity because I, whenever we heard of Usher's writer where he gets separated M and M's, I go, "Can I be the intern <laughs> that literally spends hours a day just separating M and M colors?" Because that's my favorite way to eat M and M's. Be careful what you wish for. Ugh, what a dream. <laughs> yeah. See, I obviously that's where my germophobia and OCD like counteract because what I wouldn't want is someone touching the M and M's and separating them out. With my culinary background and my safe serve training, I would know to wear a glove. Yeah. And I would let them know. Because I would think the same. Oh, that would be so gross. Yeah. I would think the same yeah, thing. Like As I a would server, hope, I would, I would know. they're doing that with a glove. Yeah. And but... I'd be like, Usher, I know I'm not supposed to make eye contact with you, but I used a glove. I'm not looking you in the face, but I'm letting you know I used a glove the entire time. Well, the issue with that is Usher is herpes. notoriously known for not being good with his hygiene and having given many women herpes so allegedly allegedly uh, no not allegedly they were all in court you can google okay good all right because that Um, blind item lasted for a couple of years before it came to light finally was revealed um which makes him slightly worse slightly better than r kelly in my eyes because a lot of people like to compare them in terms of r&b singers Oh, um, but in terms of like human people, I used to not like her, uh, Usher because of that story, and I was like, okay, I'll take that over. <laughs> okay, Michelle. I guess you chose the wrong horse in that race. <laughs> no, I mean, in this, in the talent, I would probably give it to R. Kelly, but in terms of who's a better person, obviously Usher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought. We, yeah, I thought. No, no, no. My head. You were saying how you chose R. Kelly over Usher. No. And no. Clearly, no, no. that's backfired. I, in your... I harbored such anger towards Usher for doing that to so many people, but that was prior to knowing all of the R. Kelly. That's what I thought else. you were saying. Yeah. yeah. No, no. 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 So. Okay. But we should probably move on to happier news. <laughs> yeah. Nice people that we know of. Actually, people we were happy vague... for, I guess, right? Yeah. And we have, yeah. Va- I ha- we have a vague connection. And I say we because Michelle knows me. But I have met Colin Joe's brother socially. Right. <laughs> that's my only other. That's my Joe's effect. And Michelle and I are currently 
obsessed with Hey Babe podcast. Shout out to Hey Babe. Shout out Chris Stefano. Shout out Sal Valcano. Because they always do shout outs on that show. So I wanted yeah. to do that. But they're... Um, Casey Jost is a writer for Impractical Jokers and is really good friends with Sal Valcano. Um, and brothers of Colin Jost. Brother of Colin Jost. So you have a uh, stacked comedy family coming out of Staten Island. Uh, and so Colin, who secretly wet, well, not secretly so much. Everybody should know that he's been in a relationship with Scarlett Johansson for a few years now. But they got, they wed during 2020 quarantine. Um, but it was big news because, you know, nothing was going on and everybody was like, what? what? Scarlett's getting married? It's like, yeah, obviously. Um, she finally, well, Ryan Reynolds was good taste, but that relationship was never going to work out with them. Yeah. So Scarlett came back home because she's from New York. Colin's from New York. We're hoping that this one, you know, is going to last a mile. But they have announced that they are expecting. So yay. Which I had a feeling because Scarlett was not doing press in person. um, For Black Widow. For Black Widow. And I felt like that was because she was hiding her belly because now she is showing. So. And they're living... I think mostly in like Montauk, kind of at least. Okay, because I was like, the, she has a house in the Palisades where they got married. Oh, or Palisades, New York, like not Palisades, New Jersey is totally yeah. different. So it's like mid upstate New York, I think Palisades, central New York. I have no idea actually, but okay. And then, and then I thought they had a Hamp, like a past Hamptons Montauk place, but maybe I'm he sure. just goes surfing down there a lot. I mean, she's got Marvel money. I'm sure yeah, there are houses that's true. everywhere. I know. I just think, like, the idea of having a vacation home, two vacation homes within, like, three to four hours of your, like, Manhattan home isn't out. Like, obviously, that's not unheard of. But in my head, that's such a waste of. Right. But if, if you're New Yorkers, then it's probably, and you have that type of money. One's and- a beach house. One's a farm. Yeah. It's it's actually, like, the best of both worlds because everything's close by and yet such a different world in all the same place yeah no i mean yeah that's actually what i would probably end up doing but in my head it's like because i have a malibu flight and all that jazz you know yeah that's true yeah but i'm sure they also have a house in la because oh they have to i mean just for convenience sake she used to live there i think for a while when she was married to the other guy the french one yeah and they also lived in paris i know that um, but yeah, we like Scarlett Johansson. I'll talk to you about it later because I watched Black Widow this weekend. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're expecting and um, yeah, well, yay for them. Well, yeah, it was the other part. She was doing the press at home. I mean, now everybody can do press at home. But yeah, I think that's all we know about the story, really. Yeah, we're just happy to, you know, there's a lot of pregnancies, obviously, in the celebrity world. So here's one that we actually care about or are like happy about versus just like whatever yeah so yay congratulations guys and some good news oh there's also some other well i guess it depends on how you look at it i think this is good news and i think you also think it's better news than not i mean do you want to go to your oh boyfriend? yeah i mean obviously it's never great to hear your celebrity boyfriend is with someone else i'm talking about drake my number one but he has been seen with a uh, model named Johanna Leah, who is four years old. So I like that she's older. 40, right? It sounds 40, like, four oh. Okay. Yeah, it sounded a little bit like you said four years old, which would obviously oh, no, no, not no, no, be no. accurate. Would, yeah, no, that obviously <laughs> would not be uh, promoting on this podcast. 
But I was um, like, oh, okay. Because Drake is 35, so six years. And she actually has a son who is um, a basketball. He's in the same basketball school as LeBron's son, as Dwayne Wade's son. So they're all very much expected to be in the NBA soon. And as one of the reasons I love Drake so much besides his talent is that he also loves basketball um, and is such a passionate fan of basketball players, the whole nine. Yeah. He goes to all the Kansas college games. Like that's his team. His Kansas is his college team. He was definitely a big Kansas or no, I think it was Kentucky. Or is it Kentucky? Okay. They have the same college. He kind of like, you I was confused too. To me and like you can just tell he is a player fan because he's a huge LeBron fan, but he also is a huge Raptors fan. Obviously, being from Toronto, he just loves the game in general, um, and it plays it too. Like obviously not for the NBA, but all those like you know celebrity um, pickup games, pickup games. It's like him, Justin Bieber. It's all those people. Um, anyway, so. He's been seen with actually there was that photo of him and Michael B. Jordan a couple of weeks ago where they were the caption was like them rooting on Bronny, who's LeBron James um, son, who's expected to be like better than LeBron, if that's even possible. No, I mean, if you see the videos that they show at because this this basketball school, I forgot what it's called, is so insane that like. Is it one of the is it does it have a hill in the name? Oak Hill? Yeah, I think. Is it Oak Hill? That's where my cousin went. I don't remember exactly, but anyway, it's just like, it is, even if you're a quasi good player, just the, the training they're getting, they're going to be better than anything that existed before, basically. So yeah, uh, it's one of those feeder schools that goes directly into the NBA. Exactly. So especially now that they got rid of the role that you don't, no, 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 they didn't get rid of the role. You still, I think, have to go to college for Nope. A kid signed with professional league. get rid of it? Yeah, a 16-year-old signed this week with a professional. Okay. But not a professional. I'm, I'm not quite understanding the connection. It's not an NBA team, but he signed with a league that's considered professional and and is not and is now contractually obligated to not go to college, I oh, believe. Yeah. But is it NBA? No, but they're calling it a professional team. I'm very confused by it. But they're like, a 16-year-old has been the youngest to sign with a professional team. Yeah, because LeBron was 17, I remember, when he got um, signed. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I think that you still have to go for a year. but You should. For the, for the NBA, I think you do. But um, we'll, You should we'll just have com- to for a year. We'll get a confirmation from our – from Scott <laughs> if he listens oh, or I'll ask or I'll google it later anyway but um so yeah so the, so initially the report of him and Michael B. Jordan being there was because they were rooting on Bronny but clearly now we know he's also there to um you know cheer on his girlfriend's son because uh the I'm bearing the lead the story this week is that um Drake took his girlfriend to Dodger Stadium. He rented it all out, and like basically they had a date there, which is would it be a dream of mine? But he doesn't know I exist, so as a result, 
this is his girlfriend. And they also sat on the third baseline. I, it was just a very... I was intrigued by the... I wanted to know more about the food. I was trying to zoom in on the pictures of the food. Yeah, and they got they caught accidentally. Like, somebody was on... I don't think it was a paparazzi. I think it was, like, a news traffic copter or something that flew over and was like, wait... And then, like, zeroed in with a camera and was like, wait, is that Drake on the third baseline having a dinner? Like, clearly... And you can see them looking up at the camera being like, oh, shit. Like, somebody caught us. Yeah. But they're smiling. Yeah. And then they, um, she's cute the, as hell. The school is called Sierra Cannon. Oh, okay. So it's not the school that I was thinking of. Okay. Um, and and oh, this article is saying that he's commit that the son, Amari Bailey, is uh, committed to play basketball at UCLA. Oh, yay. So she's... You probably yeah. think, yeah, is this an L.A. school or is this a Miami school? No, my, an L.A. school. Oh, okay. Because Dwayne, yeah. I thought Dwayne and, um, they, I thought they were based in Miami, like, permanently. Well, um, I think they moved for the school because. It's also um, could be, a, it's also much, a, much more realistic that's a boarding school as well. Yeah. Yeah, but um, also, like, Dodger Stadium, obviously, L.A., like, they're all in, everyone's in L.A. Right gotcha. Now. Okay. Um. And yeah, I think he met her through basically going to this to like cheer on Bronny. So I just like love that story. This feels very organic. This is what Drake needs, even though she's a model. You know, of course he's got to get someone hot because he's Drake. How could he not? But yeah, like, even if she I, wasn't a model, she would just end up having to be a hot bored, single be mom beautiful. at the school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... So you know, at least I'm 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 here for this. If it ain't gonna be me, I'm here for this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, on board. I mean, it's and, definitely you know, he's better. He's a father too now, so he's more. You know, he's probably he knows what he's looking for. We're and, hoping. Yeah, ho- I'm. I'm hoping this is all positive for him in the long run. So I'm happy for him, even though it's not me. Yeah, because I was getting very, very concerned with his group of yes people around him and his jumbo jets and. Me too. I mean, the jury's still out, but. Um, We'll see. Right now, I'm happy with the move. I yeah. think he also has another child. I want to say a daughter, but, um, you know, so I think it's good for him to just be around a children family. and be, like, more of the mentor and, like, show people what to do versus just trying to ball out all the time. Yeah. We won't. We'll, we'll share Jimmy to come back to us. Yeah. We like when Drake gets to his grounded self and goes back to his roots and be on SNL and talk about being Jewish and black and just like humbly beginnings. Yeah. And give us some more acting Drake. We like yes. acting Drake too. I will. And we haven't seen like the full scope of what he can do. We've really only seen him act in music videos and on SNL. It's in the State very... Farm commercial that he also Yeah. Kills. Which he killed. Oh. That, yeah that there's great. drake we gotta talk to you so yeah. just give us a call give me give me a call day or night you know dm <laughs> us the casey and michelle show email the casey michelle at my, gmail.com respond to my eight thousand dms i've sent <laughs> between him and michael b jordan they'll be like um can we well, block this girl <laughs> i mean yeah but we weren't we didn't plan on talking about I it know. but we can sidebar to michael b being lost to us forever now with his his PDA is out of control. Like it was one thing to be like, Hey, I'm Instagram official with my girlfriend because 
I have so many stalkers that I really need to create boundaries. Like, honestly, that was a healthy move for him. But now it's hard to watch. Yes, it's very. And it's like, bro, you were so secretive for so long about all this shit. Like, why couldn't you have kept it under the rug still? Because we like don't really need to see you doing like overtly sexual things with Lori Harvey. Like, but they are so attractive. And it's like, ugh. It's just really, I'm not ready to unfollow him yet, but it's no. very hard for me to want to click into his stories. He's because... not creating any content <laughs> that I want to pay attention to. Yeah, because it's just him fighting his girlfriend, who's gorgeous and an Instagram. Not Tessa Thompson. And <laughs> an Instagram model, so. It's so sad. We're so sorry that we've lost you, Michael, because he's definitely going to marry her. Yeah, he's going to marry her. Drake is going to marry Joanna. They're going to double date all the time. And I'm going to be like, why was it not me and Casey? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I would be like the chauffeur in this situation. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, this is too much. I can't handle any of this. I know. Which shall get both. But in your dreams, you can't be the chauffeur. you got to be the model in the dream. (laughs) I mean, I am much more comfortable about like that show for a uniform than I would be <laughs> like, a like, model outfit. No, of course. But who would you go but... with if we if we if we had if Drake oh, and Michael God. B? Like that's the thing. I, I think you would with... shoot me for both of them. I would have to go for Drake just because of the Jewish background. Fair enough. But it would be a very hard decision, obviously. And then halfway through the date, we go to the bathroom and be like, we have to swap. The personalities yeah, aren't I matching. Mean... <laughs> Listen, at this rate, if COVID's not getting us, I'm happy to do that with them. Because <laughs> that's the other option. Well, you know, you know, my germophobia, just the thought of swapping creeps me out. But like, oh, them... this is a scenario where like first date, like 20 minutes in, we haven't like touched each other. Oh, well, well, <laughs> like... you're swapping, swapping in terms of, okay, I guess. Yeah, you. like we go to the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, no, not like that. It's like when we go on the double date and you're like, okay, Casey, you're with Michael and I have Drake. And then we, and within then 20 minutes, we'd be like, we'd have to go to the bathroom and be like, oh no, we need to switch. Cause like the person, like. Yeah, these are better matches up because I think I would have to go if you put a gun to my head and I had those choices between me I think I would go Drake first as well yeah which is interesting I think most people would go Michael B. Jordan because everyone hates on Drake it's like LeBron but he's just always gonna get me with I'm always gonna respect a good SNL host and Michael just hasn't had that opportunity yet yeah I mean Drake has the swagger that everyone wishes they had so and michael you still gotta see black panther man oh i know I killmonger know. his character's name is killmonger i mean i know i'm I, I don't know what i'm doing here on these streets but yeah it's on the list i gotta watch it yeah yeah that could be after your barb and star day it's not heavy <laughs> no i know it's just you know me mentally preparing for a, a superhero movie even though it's gonna be a non-traditional superhero movie it's still a superhero movie yeah but just i think visually and costume like the sets you'll be blown away from yeah the cast alone i should have seen it already i'm aware that that is my bad that sequel's um, coming, but yeah, I'm stoked. Um, maybe I'll watch that. Should we talk about today. the eight thousand couples that are taking over? Yeah. So if we're gonna talk about weird couples, yeah, let's talk about. We're. I mean, this is a deep dive in like updates about people. We half. I feel like we care about us a half of each of these parties. Yeah, and they're topical, and like we're not always gonna talk about them, but we'd be remiss to talk 
over the summer about celebrity couples and not bring up all of what's going on right now with a bunch of these. And I think, and really what we're referring to is that a, a couple of people have be, come out on Instagram and are, are making comments that are, should be kept in private, but they're putting out on Instagram. So it's very, very amusing for the rest of us. So I guess we'll start with, because my favorite is the Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox Instagram situation that happened this weekend. So Brian Austin Green, if anybody can remember from 90210 fame of the 90s, and then his- David Silver. His rap career. He's a Michelle top 10 or top 20 at this point. Which one? Yeah, definitely was in the, probably now in the top 20 and probably- And 15-year-old Michelle would have been a top five. Top 10. Because I didn't okay. really watch 90210 until later, but I always liked his aesthetic, loved that he was a wannabe rapper, and that his character was Jewish on the show. I also so obviously love his like, name, Brian Austin Green. Yeah. 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 So yeah. he is currently, and so he was married to Megan Fox, and then Megan Fox essentially ended up leaving him for Machine Gun Kelly, of all intents and purposes. Their relationship was on and off for a number of years, but they do have children together. And here's the thing about Brian Austin Green that we have now definitely gotten confirmation from this breakup with Megan Fox is what his ex with his first child had said about him is that he's very publicly manipulative and he puts himself as like the martyr and puts himself on a pedestal and publicly uses his platform to trash his exes to be able to look better to the public when in all honesty, he's usually the one who is, you know, forcing the end of the relationship from his behavior. Right. Which I didn't want to admit, but. But now we have, yeah, that, confirmation. That's why he's not on the top 20 list anymore or, or has moved down the list. <laughs> yeah. So he, he was with um, Megan Fox for a number of years. And, um, and then once they broke up, he went off with a handful of, this trash box, like Instagram models or former porn stars or OnlyFans right. and TikTok or stars that Courtney are just tatted. Yeah, tatted <laughs> from head to toe with huge fake, like triple D breast implants. Like, and Megan Fox is just, yeah. I mean, the hottest. So, um, so this week on Instagram, Brian Austin Green put a caption with his new girlfriend kissing and then said, it's been a really long time since I've been with someone I can truly share my life with. It's like fuck you, dude. So you're just gonna erase like the, the twelve years <laughs> you had with Megan because she dumped like get like get a pair and just be a little more yeah. respectful. So then, um, so Sharna, the girlfriend, said, "There's and then she wrote, there's no one else I could imagine sharing my life with. I love you, mind you. They've also been together for maybe two months at most. I was gonna say, has it even been three months to say? No, I love it's you? not. Yeah, it's like a summer romance at this point. It's so." insane so but the best part was then um oh okay and then and then sharna also posted on her own instagram um a matching picture and said even at disney world you're all i see i could never get enough of you and megan fox under the brian austin green instagram page wrote i'm grateful for sharna (laughs) which was the best because megan fox has been taking so much the attempted trolling that Brian Austin Green has done of her on Instagram and social media and the stories that he's tried to plant about her being a bad mom and saying she's not there for their sons, they're in the divorce and she's run off with this other guy. 
and Megan's just like flipping it on its head and like trolling him in the best way possible and she's like good I'm glad you've gotten over this because like I've moved on and you need to stop dragging me and you've moved on and I'm all we're all very grateful for Sharna thank you so that was just Megan Fox slow clap always knows what to do in a situation just the coolest I just thought that was class act she ended up deleting it because I mean I don't know why polite of her I guess but Brian I'm sure texted her and was like insecure yeah Brian Austin Green impression he's a Muppet (laughs) (laughs) he's Beaker from the Muppet sounds like a Muppet Uh, and then um, do you would you like me to continue or do you want to cover the next family oh no 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 I'm ready to cover this family (laughs) so definitely my favorite story of the week with regards to exes commenting on posts of other celebrities is this week um chloe kardashian posted a photo uh like basically a thirst strap of her in a bathing suit in taking a cold shower taking a cold shower and her estranged husband lamar odom wrote hottie in the comments which everyone was freaking out about just because they have, as I said, an estranged relationship. They have not spoken really since Chloe helped bring him back to life from his overdose, near fatal overdose, which I think he was in a coma for a legit months um, in. And that would have been what now? Five, four years, four or five years ago is when he was unresponsive. Yeah. Nuts or us already. Yeah. And he, since then, I think we've talked about has gotten engaged and canceled the engagement to someone else. But um, shortly after that, uh, Tristan Thompson responded, who, if anyone remembers, he had already, we don't know if they broke up, but he had been called out recently about cheating on her again. So people were assuming he, he was caught with him. in a 30-minute interval of going into a room at a very public party with three other women in 30 minutes coming, coming out, back out looking disheveled. disheveled and rebuttoning his shirt. And yep. everybody was like, are you fucking kidding me? And this was like a party where Drake was at. There were a lot of celebrities. So it's like, are you an idiot? Like, again, are you an idiot not only to cheat, but to cheat and get caught? And to do it so blatantly, like, especially after this last season of Watch What, uh, uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, you're making it seem like you're trying everything under the sun to get Chloe back to be in a couple. Anyway, he comments with, God brought you back the first time. Play if you want different results, implying that Lamar Odom had basically died and come back to life from his overdose but if he continues to talk to chloe or comment on her instagram that he's gonna fuck her him up which is that tristan's gonna come for lamar as if he has any say and any also in like defense of chloe like tristan's gonna protect chloe from lamar because lamar is being inappropriate when it's like tristan then takes it to the next level on instagram publicly and after literally just getting caught cheating, which is way worse than an ex commenting on your post, which I do think he, Lamar shouldn't have done, but clearly didn't deserve that response. 
Can you also go back to what we were talking about a couple nights ago with the somebody put up like the comment about Tristan's cheating scandals? Oh, like yeah, Tristan and so, Chloe have been together for what three years? Yeah, I can't even remember because because True I think is like two, and I don't. Yeah. I know there was off and ons, but regardless, there there was a tweet that said like. Tristan has gotten caught cheating in 2018, 2019, and 2021. The only reason he wasn't caught in 2020 was because of COVID and we were all stuck inside, which is very true. Yeah. So, so it's just like this homie has probably cheated a thousand other times and either just didn't get caught or it wasn't to Chloe and it wasn't as big of a deal. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. He clearly has a sex addiction. This guy is trash. And as much as at one point I thought he was attractive and I liked that he was on the Cavaliers with LeBron, like he, I would be fine to never see him again. I think that's how we all feel. Like at the end of the day, it, um, it, even if you're like a, a visceral anti Kardashian, I would say nine times out of 10, you're still team Chloe. Chloe. Yep. And I have always been team Chloe. The only time I started questioning her was when she took Tristan back after him cheating on her the second time. I was about to say the second. When she was confirmation. Pregnant. Yeah. Was that with Jordan Woods? Or was Jordan Woods the first cheating time? No, no, no. Jordan Woods was the second. The first was when she was pregnant, I thought. That wasn't with Jordan, was it? Now I'm That's right. Yeah, like we don't even yeah. I can't even remember because there's so many of them. And if I can't remember and I would have it all written down somewhere, like yeah. that says something. So, yeah. Yeah. And then we can go. Um, so a lot of interesting things also in continuing with Bizarre Bows is occurring because of the UFC fight with Conor McGregor and somebody that I don't know because I don't pay attention to UFC. Right. Will I care or want to? But uh Travis Barker and Courtney went to the, the was the fight last night or is it supposed to be tonight no it was last night okay it and, was last night and Connor um one in, injured himself in like, oh. the first round or like he literally broke it I saw the clip of it like literally he's getting punched and then it looks like he either rolls on his ankle or fell on his ankle and it broke or something he broke so his ankle he was like done after very early on um, wow yeah and apparently again we don't follow ufc but apparently this is not the first time this has happened with him where he's like supposed to win and then is out in the very beginning yeah I'm, uh, i mean he's uh, also been Connor. doing this for a long time so maybe it's just time for him to retire and he's got more money than god so who cares but he also is like very he has some issues so anyway Oh, he's a full psycho. <laughs> yeah. And that's still I, the greatest suit ever made of all time, though, that said, fuck you on the seams. Mm-hmm. Of a, of not at the seams, but a pinstripe suit that instead of the stripes, it was literal letters of that's fuck, fuck you. you. That's something Rihanna would wear, so I'm definitely into it, yeah. She should re- like she should make a different <laughs> outfit out of that same suit. Yeah, refurbish yeah. that. But, um, so, yeah, interesting things were happening there where we have, I mean, is it really just Courtney and Travis just full on tongue, like down each other throat? Was it in front of the camera or they yep. also put it on Instagram? Well, it was in front of the camera and then everyone posted it. Gotcha. Okay. So I saw, I didn't know if they were posted, if that was from hers or I saw pictures from other places. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. They were at the fight all of last these night. guys were watching it for the, um, 
for the fight and their girlfriends were watching it because Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly were there. Um, Travis and you know all of the, yeah. It so somehow Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox and Travis and Courtney have now become the it couples of Hollywood. Yeah, and I don't know how. Like I'm not anti the couples, but I don't really stand them. Like I don't care about them. Yeah, it's but they are just getting <laughs> any movement is getting them. followed. Yeah. yeah, and it's just very yeah. We are very confused because. Machine Gun Kelly, if you've spent two seconds listening to his music, you'd question why he has any money at all. Uh-huh. I mean, that is some talentless bullshit. Yeah, it's and also, I mean, it's just not my look. Different strokes for different folks. I'm on board with more of the look, especially because he's such a lanky, tall dude. And I'm and, and that's definitely more of my thing. I mean, who yeah. I love a, a malnourished, like, <laughs> tattooed, six foot six dude yeah but not that's mine. definitely not your look for definitely sure. not um you can have them but yeah so it it's been an interesting summer if you follow the paps and basically what the stories are because it's really been those two couples yeah i'm not i'm not enjoying how paparazzi and pop culture have are now influencing the evolution of Hollywood gossip to be like and this has been happening for a while and it's well gonna... the Instagram is is what's also yeah. not helping it's because all of these kids are looking are following Courtney and Travis and Megan and um, Machine Gun Kelly and it's like making it bigger and bigger deals because then they're reposting it you also have Travis's kids who will keep posting content about them And they're also only, like, hiring people to be in film and television when they have X amount of followers. So nothing is based on, like, skill and talent. Travis and Courtney, I'm just surprised, are so in the public eye. Considering she didn't want to be on the show anymore, and that was, like, two seasons of her show of her plot line on keeping up with the Kardashians is that she wanted her privacy and it's like you just wanted your privacy from the show you didn't want your privacy from the world you're still a Kardashian at the end of the day yeah so we can't like shake that out of you yeah but um but also Courtney probably in all honesty went to the event because her best friend Addison Ray was hired as a 20 year old who went to journal and I honestly did not know if her Instagram for a moment I thought her Instagram mentioned about how she went to journalism school for three months for this and then quit journalism school was a joke in itself and she was actually funny and then I realized like no this is who we're dealing with she actually thinks that going to school for a semester makes her a legitimate like skilled a, a journalist right because you I think you buried the lead that they had hired her. They hired her to do commentary for the fight that she knows nothing about, doesn't know how to do commentary, doesn't know anything about UFC. And then within, I think, six to 12 hours, there was such an outrage from Twitter that she was fired. And she went on Instagram and was like, thanks, y'all. You got me fired. And everyone was like, yeah, because why the fuck were you there in the first place? But it's because she has, what, 48 million followers. So... They're trying to draw the younger crowd. They hire somebody who's absolutely talentless and has no ability to do the job 
wouldn't even represent their brand well right and it would be just it's just such a nightmare well it was again that's why these people were there was to help more people watch it because it's usually the guys watching the fight but then the girlfriends will be interested if they know machine gun kelly and megan fox are there if they know addison ray's there if they you know what i mean so they're doing it obviously for the business, but as Casey's saying, it's it's ruining the brand and just like the overall um, art of all of these shows, and all of these events. Exactly. Like, like you could elevate it when you add more talent that knows how to do their job. Right. Like and- it should have been a sportscaster on, on the sidelines and maybe it would could have been a younger one that still resonates with kids but it doesn't need to be someone who is a TikTok dance star that like doesn't even create her own dances that she rips off other people. And that's a whole other conversation. So yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm not an Addison Rae fan. I think that she is the Britney Spears of her generation in more ways than one, but she doesn't, she doesn't even put out an album. She's from Louisiana. No, but I mean, she's from Louisiana. She's has that like, country small town in a international superstar that is very young that ha- comes from the west from from from, from ugh, comes from the south and wasn't very highly educated as we know like didn't finish college so she's you know a very she's could be moldable very easily and there's one of two ways she's going to go. She's either going to go and become a Kardashian and at least be business savvy, or she's going to go down the route of like drugs and alcohol and like more of a Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato route. Where Oh, well I would separate those because Selena is definitely not, I would, I would put Selena on the other side. Demi. Yes. Demi had some well, situations. No, Selena but... has had many issues. Yeah, but more like physical, like kidney stuff. She's not no, like she, abusing drugs and alcohol. She was abusing drugs and alcohol, which is part of the reason she has the issue she has. She said that. Oh, okay. Well, she yeah, was it was this, definitely right? when she was with Bieber's, and like it was life in the fast lane type of life. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, that's all I was saying. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It just like went blank. So I don't know if it when we publish it, if it if yeah, the recording I'm went blank. Yeah, I'm gonna edit it if I can. But yeah, but also yeah, I also. Um, Tom Segura met Addison because obviously Joe Rogan was doing a lot of the pre-show stuff. So Segura went with Joe Rogan to watch and they're big fans of the UFC. And Segura took a picture of Addison, right? It was just like very amusing. I forgot what he put. I'm sure his kids liked it. His kids have no idea who they are. Oh, they're too He has a five and a three-year-old. Okay, never mind. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he has no idea. Um, Um, But it was just, yeah. move on to what we're watching? I was just pulling that up. Yeah, yeah. Talk about, oh, hold on, let me see what he just posted. I, it was a funny caption. Oh. Oh, he oh, said, always oh. good to see my dear friend Addison Ray," And it's her leaning back, giving the peace sign, and him leaning forward, because they were two, they were, um, like, chairs apart from each other and stuff. But, yeah, it was very amusing, because, like, why the hell was she there? Yeah. But, yeah, what are you watching? Um, so, this week, I watched... Uh, uh, on HBO, both things on HBO Max in the Heights, the movie because it it was expiring. I think this weekend, so I wanted to make sure I watched it. Um, I had seen the play with my mom years ago, around my birthday. Not with the original cast. I think Corden Blue played like the main character that Anthony Ramos plays, which was originally Lin Manuel. Um, but I loved it when I saw it, 
um, on Broadway. So I was curious how it was going to translate in the movie. And I will say that I was surprised how much I liked the movie because, um, you know, sometimes you see the original and so then you go in feeling like what's going to be like, what am I about to see? But I think that it is the same director who did Crazy Rich Asians, which I did not see, but it is very known. He's very known to bring a lot of color and energy into the movie. And this is a perfect movie to do that because A, it's a musical, but B, just like the whole storyline is all about embracing your culture and it being taking place in Washington Heights and having the Latinx like experience and really getting a sense of what it's like to be in Washington Heights. Whereas when you're watching it on, on a play, yeah, there's some, um, good, uh, what's it, what's it called? Like, um, scenery, like scenery, scenery. but it's not going to be yeah. the same as a movie. So I think the cause they shot it in Washington Heights. Right. And it's very well made. Um, you know, it's beautiful scenery. It's the dance routines are incredible. So like, if you like that, in any type of movie, you'll like this. Um, and it, even though some of the plot is different and it is a little different from the play, I did find it still enjoyable and I still like the play more, but I was very surprised how much I enjoyed the movie. Um, and then, yeah, and then just if anybody doesn't know, Washington Heights is a very specific neighborhood on the west side of Manhattan, yep. a little below Harlem, where Columbia University basically is. Yep. That majority is New Yorkian, Puerto Rican, yeah, New Yorkers. I mean, it's, it's Dominican, it's Puerto Rican. Um, Black. Yeah, and what's and what the the play and the movie talks about is there's this generation, and there's more of them, obviously, but this generation of American, uh, they were born in America, but their families all talk about life back in. Yeah. Their first generation, but there are like their families came over. I want to say in the seventies, eighties versus like the Irish Italian immigration of 1890 to 1930. This is the later. And so it's that my, what is my identity? I don't necessarily connect with, um, you know, America because my family is so diehard Puerto Rican or diehard Dominican, but I don't know what that life is like because I've only lived here and what is this? And that's where they've created this community in Washington Heights. So it's, it's a very great story. Um, and that's why I loved the play. And obviously I saw the play, this was pre Hamilton. So it was like cool to go see a play that was hip hop. Um, so I liked that aspect versus it being just singing. And, um, yeah, I think it was definitely worth watching. It's a long, but also, you know, any Broadway play is long. Mm-hmm. Um, but was I this... think they did a really good job of like summing it up in two hours and they update it because there's stuff in there that didn't happen 10 years ago in America. But so that I remember being like, I don't remember that in the play and then looking on in an article and being like, yeah, that was a newly added thing for the movie. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. And was the original In the Heights um, production, was that the Leah Michelle Jonathan Groff, like, big thing? Or is that is that another play that I'm – that's another play? Okay. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. Because okay. Lin-Manuel played, played Anthony Ramos. Yeah, I know. I just started. remember – 
I know. There was, I think, another play around the same time that was, like, as successful, and I'm just confusing the cast, because yeah. that's, like, Malia Michelle and Jonathan Groff were... Yeah, they wouldn't have been in this, because... Yeah, I don't think so. That would have been weird, but I could be wrong. Um, the only... There is one person that is playing the same character that they played in both the movie and the play. And that's the one that plays Abuela. Like she's basically like the, the town's like grandma, but everyone else aged out of their um, characters. So like Lin-Manuel is playing like the old man character. Whereas obviously when he was in the play, he played the young guy. Um, There's like a few other people that have that too, but the most of the main characters are not, people that we've seen before at least in movies but Anthony Ramos obviously is most famous for being in Hamilton and was uh, was in the original I think one that was filmed so people are more familiar with him but Jimmy Smits is in it he plays like the dad and so there's um there's a part where this is the part that wasn't in the movie in the play but like um oh my god what's his name JLo's ex-husband not not obviously A-Rod because he's not a husband, but the one before that. And not hu- Casper is not a husband, so it's not Casper. No, um, the singer. Mark Anthony. Oh, okay, yeah. He has, you. like, a very, very small part in the movie. Um, so they definitely did a good job of, like, you know, getting the names in the industry, although they did get backlash because the movie is supposed to be about people from I mean, this backlash is fucking insane like calm down i thought it was insane too but for those that don't know the backlash was that um they felt that the movie didn't represent enough afro latinx uh members of the community as the leads because most of the leads are more light-skinned um and more of the background singers and dancers are darker skinned but at the end of the day, they had it wasn't like they had white people playing Latinx roles. So like let's And then you're also coming for people that are in your community that are just of lighter skin. So it's like how right. now you're faulting your own like representation because they aren't the represent I don't I mean and I, I should stop talking maybe, point. Maybe not all of them are from either Domi- are from either the Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico and they felt like they should be more of those. I know, I but know. we cannot be going down this route when we talk about acting because it's just then what is the point of acting if they're not allowed to play other characters? Well, yeah, that's a bigger conversation for sure. Yeah. But that that was really the backlash I saw and I agree with you. I don't think it was deserving of what it got and I think it's unfortunate that that had to shadow the movie because i do feel like overall the movie was a great love letter to washington heights and to the latinx community it was already hard enough to get this green lit yeah to a film because it's so centrically to one area so like with my and i was also thinking of spring awakening with jonathan groff yeah michelle but like i have the screenplay that i wrote that like is you know, never going to go anywhere, never going to see the light of day or anything, but it's based on the idea of a friendship competing over an apartment in New York and then kind of falling apart and coming back together because they are able to go to an SNL after party. And like, that's the culmination because their one goal of like being New Yorkers was to go to an SNL after party. And like, they have a falling out through the adventure and then they come back together at the SNL after party. And it's like, this is never going to, end up going anywhere because a i'm a recruiter and i don't work in la and i'm not a screenwriter (laughs) 
but it's because like who's gonna be like oh yeah let's go like who's so obsessed with an snl party besides us i was just gonna say literally based off of our lives kind of loosely yeah no yeah yeah. but i guess if there's enough yeah you gotta you know that those people exist but it won't be enough for a for a major studio to be like yes let's do this and that's why it to your point like it took Lin-Manuel to do Hamilton and all this other stuff to finally get Washington Heights made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. as, as a movie, obviously the play came out before the, the, the Hamilton play did. Yeah. But. And it makes sense because if you're going to do a play in Broadway in New York and have it like that is you're going to have enough people to be able to go to right. that. Exactly. Yeah. And then the other thing I watched um, was No Sudden Move, which is the new... Um, Soderbergh produced movie uh, with like everyone under the sun. You have John Hamm, you have Don Cheadle, you have Brendan Fraser, you have um, David Harbour, a million more people. There's even some people that are um, surprise cameos, which you definitely will appreciate, which I'm not going to tell you. So it's, you know, I would, it's definitely no Ocean's Eleven. But it is a similar type of you don't really you, you're not really there's something happening. You're not really sure what. Um, oh, he also directed it. Oh, he directed it. OK. Yeah. I know he has like that a- new alias name, but he had recently he had said a couple of years ago he was going to retire and now he's come back. Um, I will say that the movie is long, longer than it probably needs to be. Um, it also, the one thing I will say without really spoiling it is that you don't really know what's going on for most of the movie. And that is the intention. Cool. So it's kind of like every scene, the story changes and you're not really sure what's happening until. Yeah. You don't know which narrative to trust and which character yeah, to trust. And so that can be frustrating, but it also, I thought like, yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it's the best movie I've ever seen, but I found it interesting and then there's also a historical element to it where it's loosely based it's not a true story but it's loosely based on something that was happening in that time kind of like um oh um our favorite movie uh the one about the house foreclosures the short oh the big short the big short it's kind of like that where it's like about a time frame where like the government's involved and blah 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 clearly this story didn't really happen but like what could have happened with that so I think you would appreciate for that and for the cast and just you know a who- Soderbergh's probably my favorite filmmaker yeah but again not his best movie by far but I'd be interested to know your thoughts when you do watch it yeah I what definitely you- just want to be in the mood for it yeah no you have to be in the mood um what have you been watching so last weekend I watched The Werewolf Within and that is available to be rented on demand. It was $6.99. I really wanted to check it out. It starts, um, I was just having a Sam Richardson weekend with The Tomorrow War and um, it is a movie where Sam Richardson plays like a new detective that has to go to this small town and it only takes place in um, maybe like two or three days um, and he uh, there, like everybody, there's this little centric um, village that has a very small community, and he has to stay at the bed and breakfast that's in town. It's like the only bed and breakfast. 
and uh, all the power gets out and the generators like get destroyed by what looks like claws. And so they're like, okay, something's out there. And they basically right. all have to like hunker down at this air, at this um, bread and breakfast. Uh, really interesting cast. The other lead, Milana of Vinyan Trab. She is the, is it the T-Mobile lady? She's not slow for progressive insurance, but she's, uh, like yes. our age, super cute, small, Burnett. petite, yeah, big boobs. Uh, she's like a UCB LA person that got this, like T-Mobile or whatever. You know, you've definitely seen the. I think um, it's the AT and T lady. Thank you. Yeah. And um, uh, and so I knew that she was a UCB person because I've heard other people say like, oh, well, then you have Vinya who's like always good at everything, and then she was able to get that commercial deal because those kind of commercials do like a major payout in the beginning. So like flow from progressive has been doing this for like 15 years and like, she's contractually obligated to work for them. But people who know flow from progressive on the uh, underground and the improv scene in LA was like, no, she was able to buy a house with that paycheck. And yeah, stuff. no, she's, she's like my boy from all state commercials. They're doing well. Or yeah, State yeah. Farm. State Farm. Yeah. yeah. But they're even, these guys are bigger than that. Yeah. Uh, and so it was fun to see her in something else because she's really good. Uh, and then it had a great other cast fill out, Cheyenne Jackson and Michaela Watkins. Those are definitely the more prominent names, but you can see, you've seen the other people in other things. Uh, and uh, that was really fun. It's a satirical, um, and I, I don't even say dark humor, just or just comedy in general. It's a, apparently an adaptation of a video game where werewolves attack a small town. And it was just kind of like a fun whodunit. I thought it was um, definitely like a sleeper fun film that should get more attention. So I really enjoyed that. And uh, what's and that on? You have to, on demand. Oh, you, you paid for it, right, right, yeah. right. Um, so I just did six, it, it's only six ninety nine. Yeah, so maybe it'll bad. stream somewhere soon. But I was yeah. like, oh, this is definitely like worth, I haven't seen it, you know, anywhere to see it in theaters. So I don't know kind of, you know, what platform it was really released on. Yeah, I'm not sure um and and then the and then i went to the premiere of black widow this weekend starring scarlett johansson this is the long-awaited overdue film starring her character as a lead to be like the first i mean you're gonna say wonder woman is doing this but she this is the first marvel female lead film and it was supposed to come out last year and then obviously didn't with COVID, and they really wanted to push it so that it could get that audience um in theaters, Marvel almost always films either seen like has part of their movies in 3D IMAX or it's definitely filmed with IMAX resolution. So it's supposed to be viewed in IMAX to get all the color, to get all the, I was reading up on articles to understand if it was worth paying for an IMAX or not for it. Right. Only 22 minutes of Black Widow was shot with the IMAX type camera to do all that. So I didn't find it to be worth it. But, but certainly uh, you want to see it in the theater, which has made sense for you to go. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I really liked it. I, I love what they did. They um, do a great bit with the timeline that I don't I don't think it's a spoiler, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody of like what area they put it in for it. Because as if you follow Marvel, like I had since 2004 when Iron Man came out up until 2019 when Endgame came out. And then now we're getting the MC universe stage three parts of all those films. Uh, so they're more, they're introducing like the first Asian American superhero for the next film and stuff. And they have 
you know, Black Panther was such a poignant film for the franchise, yes. for the MCU in general, to have the Black community respond to that. So this was supposed to be kind of the equal opportunity for women to respond to this film compared to that um, kind of, that's what they're kind of, Kevin Fahey's pretending to be inclusive just to make billions of dollars, which, right. okay, fine. It's, it's fine working with me. for him, and at, yeah. least, at least it's showcasing not just white guys, yeah. Yeah, so cast is unreal. It's Rachel Weisz, uh, David Harbour, Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh. Amazing action sequence. Great choreography with the action. Definitely the whole time felt like a metaphor for sex trafficking. I was like, whoa, this is heavy shit. They're taking... It's just all about, you know, how this guy takes young girls off the street and then creates assassins out of them and he does not give a shit about... he. Uh, just gets rid of them when they're not useful to him at all. And there's hundreds of thousands. It's the endless resource because nobody cares about young women in the world. Like it was, it has some heavy elements that made to that, that kind of took it up to the next level. But then David Harbour, just David Harbour and Florence Pugh, unfortunately for Scarlett Johansson stole the fucking movie. Like they were the comic relief. They had a couple of scenes together that were probably the better scenes of the whole film. Florence Pugh was able to bring such an emotionality to her character and to the scenes that she did. It was like definitely not that it was, it was like some family therapy sessions and trauma and how that affects you. Like, so it, it dealt with some different things. Um, And again, it, when you figure out the timeline that they put it in, Chef's yeah. Kiss was a great little spot to give us some more information on Black Widow. Um, so yeah, you get a little bit of her origin story, not a lot, but enough to be like, dude, this is okay. I want to know more. So very, very enjoyable. How did it? How has it done so far? I mean, I know the weekend's not over, but is it is it doing well? Um, I mean, the theater that I was in, it was definitely one of the bougier theaters uh, in in the area. Um, so it's not always the most popular. I went Saturday at five. Right. Just Google Black Widow box office. And it was a pretty empty theater. Well, also okay, people yes. are still like hesitant to go Spins to the records. Great. So it's, it's smashing everything. $80 okay, million dollar theatrical debut. $60 million from Disney Plus alone. Wow. So it pulled in $140 million its opening weekend. Wow. So, yeah, surpassing expectations. So maybe that's why not that many people were there because, you know, half the people did watch it on Disney Plus for yeah. 30 bucks, though. I'll buy it, but you're yeah, I but think think you're about renting it. it. Especially um, if you're going to see it with your family, it's 30 bucks for the whole family versus how many true. people would you have to take to the movie theaters, especially if you're going to do IMAX or whatever yeah. you're talking in about. Yeah, in my head, it's just like these kids, like children no, shouldn't be watching these movies and they're yeah, only adults. Well, yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> It's uh, going to the movies as a family is an expensive affair. It seems I mean, impossible, but just in I, general, you might as well like, go to a fancy restaurant. Well, with Marvel Universe in general, I'm like nobody under the age of 14 should be watching these movies. But like, I'm yeah. like, these are for us, not for you. These are for the the children can suck a dick. They have the rest of the movies. That's a great way to end off. Anything else you want to say? <laughs> no, just that's how I feel about our future. All right, until next week. Children are our future. Let them live.
This is the one where Casey told all the children to suck a dick at the end because Marvel's not for them and it's for all the adults in the room and not you kids.